is. And the old man sat down and they were talking. And as I was doing my kata, I heard him say, I'm very proud of this student. And I just, <laughs> yeah, I love a good story. And I've always thought that it'd be great to be able to, you know, there are certain books that I love and it made me feel a certain way. And I've always thought it would be really cool mm -hmm. to be able to write something. pleasure to have you on the podcast because it's been like pulling teeth to get you here <laughs> I mean, because it was several years ago that and I'm, I'm doing this for the podcast I mean I'm, I'm going a little bit ahead of it but after you wrote this book <laughs> you wrote this book he's just published this book and I'm getting one of the first copies to read and you're gonna have to get it if you're a PAC member you go to the library and make sure you check this bad boy out and see it. I mean, go through every page of it. It's a thriller. It's fantastic. You hear a little bit more about it in the podcast. I'm just jumping, up, jumping ahead a little bit because Tom and I have been friends for so long. I mean, thank it's been, really been a long time. Thank I really you thank you that. so much. No, it's, it's true. But thank Tom, you for having me. No, really. Where were you born, Tom? I was born in Eureka, California, mm -hmm. on, uh, in Humboldt County on the North Coast. Um, I have two two younger brothers. Okay. So you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Okay. I'm the oldest. So you almost duplicated that with your own family. You just have two boys now. Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So you're the oldest. How many years between you and your brothers? So there's a year and a half between me and my middle brother, and okay. six years between me and my my youngest, youngest brother. brother. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. So you are you close to your brothers? Yeah. Um, I'm. 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 Closer with my youngest brother mm -hmm. now. I don't. I mean, my my middle brother. Um, we don't talk that often, mm -hmm. but um, well, yeah. It's not like we don't get along. I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you all of you have kids? We do. So my middle brother has a, a daughter. Okay. And my younger youngest brother has uh, two kids. He has a son and a daughter. Okay. Are they all yeah. about the same age as Ekin and Kai? They're yeah, roughly the same age. So my okay, my uh, my middle brother's daughter is I think she's a a year younger than Kai, mm -hmm. and then my my youngest brother he was the first one to have kids, and his daughter is a year older, okay. and uh, than Kai, and then he's got a son who's uh, twenty. I think he just turned twenty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you close with them by any chance? Your nieces and nephews. Uh, yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd okay. like to think so, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we this don't see them that often. Yeah, well, nobody's yeah. seen anyone often now true. with all yeah. of this. It's been like going on our third year, I guess. Yeah. Third yeah. year of this. What about mom and dad? How are they doing? Are they still around? They're still around. They're doing well. Um, unfortunately, I lost. Uh, so my, my mom and dad split when I was six. Okay. And so I lived in Eureka until I was six. Mm -hmm. And then we went with my mom and we lived in the Bay Area for, uh, San Francisco Bay Area for, mm -hmm. uh, let's see, from the time I was six until I was about 14. Okay. Um, but um, my step-parents, so I had my, my stepfather, um, he passed away unfortunately in, in 2020. Okay. And my stepmom, she passed uh, last year. Unfortunately. So you're so close. You're very close to both biological parents. Yeah, 
Okay, so what, what was it like when you were growing up? Like, did your mother and father still live close to each other? Well, no. So we, we grew up with my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad, um, he, um, he, he was a great, we, we got really lucky as far as step-parents go. And he was, he was a great guy, my stepmom, um, great lady. Wait, so we wait. lived with my mom and my stepdad. But your father, but your father had three children by your mother. Right. So you're all okay. So you're all biologists. So your mother yeah. didn't have any children by your stepfather. No, no. Okay. And he had four kids of his own from a separate marriage. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Did you so, get along with them? Did you? Know um. Them? Yeah. We didn't see much of them. We, okay. you know, they they um, they grew up in um, another part of California. Mm -hmm. um, but to your your question a, a moment ago about um, my mom and my dad. So my right, dad, yeah, he yeah. he's lived most of his life in Eureka. Mm -hmm. which is about two hours south of the Oregon border. Mm -hmm. And then we lived in the Bay Area near San Francisco, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's, it's a good, you can drive it straight in about six hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a long <laughs> way. Okay. So, right. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't close. It was close, okay. But um, it wasn't terribly far either. You it wasn't terribly it. far. My right. mom used to, she used to put us on the Greyhound bus. And get you there, yeah. And, yeah. and he'd be there yeah, waiting for you at the station. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. So you kept a good relationship with both parents. That was good. Basically. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So and they're both yeah. doing well. You're talking about your biological well. mother and father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so is it, it like, so what was it like for you when you were growing up? Like, um, well, so we we moved around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So we when my my folks split, we um, we left with my mom. And we lived for a time with my grandmother in El Cerrito. I don't know if you're familiar with California. I'm from California, Los Angeles. You told me that before. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. East Coast guy, right? No, yeah. I say I would, I would. If I were to look, go back to the U.S., I'd live in the East Coast. Right. Right. Because it's so diverse, and I'd have to be living in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we uh, we we were in El Cerrito for for uh, about a year until my mom and my grandmother couldn't tolerate, I guess, living with each other anymore. Okay. So, um, but I went, um, went to through first and second grade in El Cerrito, okay. and then we moved around. We moved from El Cerrito to San Pablo, also in the East Bay. Then we moved from there up to Pinole. Do you know where, I mean? Okay, I know the area. Yeah, this is all East Bay, there, right? yeah. And then when my mom met my stepdad, mm -hmm. I was, I was eight. Okay. Um, we moved to Fairfield, which mm -hmm. is near Travis Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we were in Fairfield from the time I was eight until I was fourteen. So that's 14. yeah. So that's yeah. where you that's where you think of your childhood, basically. Yeah, Fairfield. Okay. So what, what were you like as a kid in school? What were the kind of subjects, um, sports? Shy, or? bookish. No, um, had asthma. You were really into books as oh, a kid. Yeah, I loved books. You know, I would carry books around with me everywhere. And, but wait, and wait, 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 wait. You're telling me this with your cauliflower ear because you do judo, <laughs> yeah. and you're non-don right now. Oh well, judo. I mean, I'm judo. I'm shodan, but the shodan. You know, the, yeah. And what's, what rank uh, is that? Is that the highest you can go? No, no. That's that's uh, that's that's the first level of black belt. Which okay. Is that, so I got promoted to black belt in California, and it's strange because getting the black belt in California means a lot more. Than, or Shodan does. Okay. It means a lot more in, Cal in the U.S. than mm -hmm. it does here, where Shodan is just kind of the first, the first step. You're just getting started. You're just getting started. Okay. So, but in, you know, it took me, took me about six, almost seven years to get my my Shodan 
in California. I was competing a lot in Northern California. Let's get back to this little kid. So you're a little yeah. kid, you're bookish, you're shy. Bookish, I'm shy, not athletic, um, you know. What were your favorite know. sports when you were young? Well, I didn't really have any favorite sports, but I, I, um, I, I wanted, you know, I saw the, the old Kung Fu mm -hmm. TV series. Is that what got you and started? That's what got me started. How yeah. old were you when that happened? Oh, I, I guess I was six or seven. And then and that so stuck, and you said that that's stuck, and so there were no. Uh, we were moving around so much, I didn't have a chance to take lessons anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you know, um, you know, I, I, con you know, got my mom to buy me these these. You know, the, I don't know. Really, martial huh. arts people will know the name Bruce Tegner. Okay. He wrote this. You know, he wrote uh, the complete book of karate, and the okay, complete right. book of judo, and the complete book of this and that. So I had all of those books. And you know, black belt made stacks of black belt magazine, and um, so I, I was really, really uh, interested in martial arts. And so I finally got the chance to start martial art, and I started taking um, Kempo Karate. What age were you now? I was eight. And this is shortly after my mom and my stepdad got married. Okay. Um, I started karate okay. in in Fairfield in Susun, actually it was, and um, it was with a, a guy. His name was Alejo Reyes. And he was one of the, the pioneers in an American style called Kajukembo, which was founded in Hawaii by a guy whose name was Adriano Imperato. Okay. So this is a this is a very you know even to this day Kajukembo is is very well known in the U.S. I don't know how well known it is outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so for five years, you know, from the time I was eight, I was really into Kajukembo, and so that was. You know, so when did you have your first competition? How old were you? When you did that. I think I was nine. Nine years old. Nine years That's old. That's after you got all your katas down. Yeah, yeah. You had to do that first. And so I was so small, I would go and just get beaten up in these tournaments. And uh, it was and point then, karate. Okay, and, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, I just, I just loved it. And you um, never felt like, okay, that's it? After one bad... No, no. Um, well, I made a lot of great friends, and um, you know, there was one one time I'll always remember this. Um, I was in class, and I think I'd been taking, uh, I'd been training karate with Master Reyes mm -hmm. for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and I was doing a kata, mm -hmm. um, and an old man came in, and Master Reyes was sitting. And we had a, a row of chairs on the side of the mat. And he was sitting there, and I guess this was an old friend of his, and the old man sat down and they were talking. And as I was doing my kata, I heard him say, I'm very proud of this student. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, there, I, I was I'd been bitten by the bug and, and it didn't matter. You know, I'd no, go to these tournaments and get beat up. I just, yeah. Because you just yeah. took it. But you were really bookish too, so you were getting good grades in school? Getting good grades in school, um, I had a, a rough spot uh, right after my mom and my stepdad got married. You know, we had two years where I was kind of the, the little man of the family. You said never. Nobody's. What <laughs> you do with my mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's some tension between me and my stepdad for for uh, a little while, but right. he um, he kind of took me aside and and said, "Hey, I'm here here to stay." And Made it clear. And uh, and I wasn't doing well in school. It was you know, it was affecting my grades, and I was kind of misbehaving, and and that kind of straightened me out. And uh, so yeah, from that point on, I, I got pretty good grades, and 
What subjects did you like the most? Oh, you know, it was like science. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not what I ended up studying. I'm not a, a math or but you really like person. Science? I like science, yeah. yeah. I like to write. Okay. Um, but, but what came first? You started liking science prior to writing, or you started writing prior to like Oh, geez, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Did you have a remember. good science teacher or something? Because usually it's the I teacher. Had, so, we, so this was in the, this was what, 71 or 70, this is early 70s. What grade are you and in now? I'm, so when we moved to Fairfield, I was in third grade. Okay. So I went to that uh, first grade, second grade in El Cerrito. Right, right. Um, but we moved around a bit, um, and my mom met my stepdad. In third grade, I started elementary school in Fairfield, mm-hmm. and the school was uh, it's called H. Glenn Richardson, and they were on this forty-five fifteen plan. I think I heard about that. But I didn't you go, go forty-five anything. days, and you have fifteen right. off. And, right. and all of the teachers were just just young, really enthusiastic, um, wanting to teach, and it was it was it was great. I mean, I had so we talked before uh, before we started here about right. yeah about. I mean, some kids are not so fortunate. That's the true. Teachers they have are teachers. Not as good. That's true. But all the, I mean, all of the teachers I had were fantastic. So that was good. Yeah, they really yeah. helped you. They they encouraged you to learn. They showed you how much they enjoyed learning. They did. They did. And um, you know, they took an interest in, in all the kids. So was it a big yeah. school? Yeah, it was. It was pretty big. I mean, it, Fairfield's an, an Air Force town. And right. Okay. Oh, so that's right. But so a lot of the kids were transient too. Yeah, so you always got yeah, I didn't know that every at the year. Time, but every but year you had new yeah. students and from kids from everywhere. Everywhere, I mean, yes. and uh, all nationalities, all, all nationalities. Yeah, it was very diverse, and it was just. But I, you know, that was. Like, That's what it was like. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I. Your dad, yeah, you just dealt with it. Looking back, I was I was really lucky. But you yeah. stayed there just up until high school. Up until high school, until eighth grade. And right. then my stepdad. But wait, high school. When did high school start for you? Ninth grade or eighth? Ninth grade. Ninth, ninth grade. grade. So yeah. you just stayed till middle school. Till middle school. Right. And then my stepdad got a transfer. Um, he, my my. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, what kind of work? He did worked you do? for uh, Safeway stores. Okay. For thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, he and my mom had been looking to to move um, east of Stockton. To the foothills, right? they wanted a house in the country and all that, and um, I don't know how my brothers felt at the time. I think my my little brother was too young to remember, but I, I didn't want to leave. Right, you and, built uh, all your friends, yeah, all the right, friendships, and, and everything. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he got a transfer. We moved to a little town called Pine Grove, which is I guess it's east of Stockton in the foothills. It's at about three thousand feet. Elevation, okay, yeah. and it's about a forty-five-minute drive from Kirkwood Ski Resort. Do you, do you know, no, the people that know will know. Yeah, okay. in the mountains. Um, so I ended up g- doing um, half of my half of eighth grade there, and then I, I went to high school at the local high school. That one yeah. of there were two local high schools. Okay. one of those. Were they big or were they pretty? No, local? very small. Very, very small. small. We had seven hundred and around seven hundred uh-huh. students total. Total yeah. from all from element. All this grades. is a high school. Oh, yeah, this is high school. school. Yeah, nine through twelve. Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's nothing. So, yeah, so everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody, and um, it was a shock. I mean, I went from a very uh, urban slash suburban environment where I had all my karate friends. You know, when we were um, sawing all the brooms and mops in our houses into pieces and making 
nunchucks to and you know arguing about whether you know uh, so you know Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali who would win. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So <laughs> we were running around in our kung fu slippers and and uh, you know. Uh, so went from that to like you know, I had a dojo and all my friends were there and and so we moved to the country and now what was the big was, thing there? What did they do? Well, they you know it was uh, <laughs> you can't get around because the houses are spread out right and there was no dojo mm -hmm. and all the kids were you know we're talking cowboy hats and horses shirts, and I don't some of them some I guess had horses okay, okay. but um, it was just a different vibe and and so it was it was it was hard adjusting to that at first um so what do you finally got into it did you start getting your flannel shirts and no never did you get no, your hat? never got the flannel shirts and that in your boots <laughs> no 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 okay no cowboy boots for me so then no. you were the kid you were the odd kid out then when you went there because they didn't have a big rotation i'm sure they no they didn't everybody they knew didn't. everyone they'd been there yeah. forever yeah and i met you know my my uh, middle brother and i um, we met some some other kids who were also from you know from other places and uh, um, one uh, one guy in particular I remained you know he was my best friend in high throughout high school and, and we're friends to this day but uh, but for yeah. the most part the people were just local well, it was just a different vibe I, I I ended up loving you know it was it was a great place to go to high school and the teachers there at my high school were fantastic too mm -hmm. so lucky in that way. So it was well. it up? It was high enough that in the winter time you went skiing. Yeah, we went skiing, and you had to yeah. shovel snow and shoveled snow. It was not so much. Uh, I mean, it snowed several times a year. Um, so mm -hmm. you, you had to go up country mm -hmm. a little bit more, a yeah. little bit more to get to the real snow. Right. Um, but yeah, we went skiing. I mean, the school had ski trips, and that was your yeah. first time skiing, right? That was my first time skiing. So middle school, mm -hmm. ski for the first time, and then we started going. Um, my brothers were more into skiing than I was, and I never really, you know, I was okay, but I never, I never really got into it that. What about that it? Much. Did you not? Like no, it's just kind of. A, I always thought it was kind of a pain <laughs> with all the equipment and. Okay. And. Uh, okay. Yeah, it just wasn't. So, uh, so even there, so what did you do in lieu of doing your karate while you were there? I so I, I stopped. I had to stop doing karate for four no years. For four, for more than four years. Yeah. So. Um, so what filled that gap? Well, nothing until I think I was a junior or maybe even a senior in high school. You didn't do music or art? Didn't do music, didn't do art. You started writing? Um, no, you I, didn't I even was write. still reading. I okay. did a little bit of creative writing, mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, doodling basically. Mm -hmm. um, but mar as far as the martial arts go, I mean, it, there was nothing. And then the, uh, finally it, when I was... Like I said, I was a junior or senior in high school, and one, there was uh, a cop in the local police station who started up a Taekwondo class. So I started doing that class there um, for a short time. And, you know, I wrestled in high school for okay. two years. And okay, so there you go. So that you was kind of the grappling. That's what, That's you know, that was the start of my, my grappling. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then later, much later, um, I got into judo while I was here. Mm -hmm. But your um, grades were good while you were in high school. While you were my there. grades were good when I was, when I was in high so school. So you had no problem with that. So no. you didn't go through, I mean, like when you were reaching puberty and stuff, you didn't become anti this and anti that? Or did you have that time? No, not, not really. Not really. That didn't really no, hit you I was as a, hard. I was a, a, you know, uh, 
I guess I was kind of a goody goody. And you were still seeing your father occasionally too, right? Yeah. Yeah, regularly. Yeah. So he stayed in yeah, college. regularly. Very much a part of your life. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How did you get, wait, wait, what's your job now, instead of me telling everybody, what, you, what do you do now? So I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I, I work in-house for uh, a U.S. company. Okay, good. So yeah. saying that, what got you into that? How'd you get there? When you finished high school, you went into college. Finished high school, went to college. Straight away. You didn't go into the military at all? No. no. Did you ever my want My brother did. Ever, your, old, your second brother? My second it? brother. He's my little brother. What did he go? Yeah. Air, what, what he went into the Army. Into the Army? Yeah. And he was stationed right out of high school. He went into the Army. He was stationed in Germany. Okay. Um, in West Germany. <laughs> and um, he, was a, he was a very gifted athlete, gifted runner, mm -hmm. and was part of uh, this elite. Um, you in the military you might know that. I think it was called Boschlager. Boschlager. It was a, a, a team. You know, they did these. these um, Ultra marathon type things with you know the packs okay. and the no the no, gear no because because the army would have the green beret okay and we had pararescue okay. and the navy had the navy seals right you know so they had the, those were the special branches that you had to would have qualified they almost put me into the um, pararescues because they picked you out of basic training so two of us out of six sixty people in your squadron so two of us were picked me and another guy and I sat in there the only reason why I didn't do it. Is because they said the divorce rate was like 98 percent. Wow. Yeah. And I promised a girl before I went in that I'd marry her once I got out. <laughs> and that's the only reason why I didn't go in. But I mean, 19 years old, the top of your squadron, the squad leader. I t yes, I wanted to. But when they said that, I thought I'd be breaking that up with her. And I hadn't uh, been with her for like, you know, six weeks. <laughs> I'm thinking about no, no. I think I'd rather. But she wasn't the one you ultimately married. Anyway. No, no, no. I was lucky I didn't too. I was lucky. But that's the only reason why I didn't go into pararescue. Oh. Yeah. So go on. So so you, you finished that. Did you know that you wanted to go into law, right out of? No, no. I didn't know what I wanted. To. Well, actually, so when I went to college, I thought I was, I was, I was. I thought I wanted to be a doctor. But wait, when you picked so the which how did you pick your college? Did you just? Well, so neither of my parents went to a four-year college, so okay. I didn't really know. So no yeah, so I, I applied to to two. Um, I applied to to Santa UC Santa Cruz. I don't even remember why. UC Santa Cruz, um, UOP in Stockton, and then uh, my our 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 high school college counselor said, "Hey, you should apply to Stanford because my grades were good." And I, okay, I didn't know what Stanford was, but I said, okay. So I, I got the application and I took it home and um, I showed it to my, my mom and, and dad and they looked at the price tag and I said, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so, <laughs> yeah. I said, okay. So really? you see Santa Cruz at, at Wilson. Yeah, yeah, which was. And you did four? You finished four years there? Uh, well, it ended up being five because I spent one of those years here and didn't get done what I should have gotten done while I was here. So I uh, went back after that, after the, the exchange program, finished up, graduated college, and then uh, moved to L.A. Wait, wait, wait. So during your college term, what did you, what made you decide to go into law? Because well, you said I, so you wanted to become a doctor. Well, yeah, so I, I, so law was, I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't think of going to law school until much Later, so I went into college thinking I was going to be pre-med, and then took one semester of calculus and said, "Okay, 
<laughs> no, this is not going to work. Um, and a friend was studying Japanese, and I saw him writing kanji one day, and it's kind of the light bulb went on, and, and I thought, that's what I want to study. So I, I studied Japanese. So you mean so, you, you to, to where you reading right now? I can I can read well. Okay. I mean, who can write anymore? Because okay, right, right, that's right. Yeah. right. We don't write anymore. Yeah. That's right. But um, but that you know, I majored in Japanese in college, and then um, I did a year abroad with UC. Um, and then I after college, after I worked a year, um, I, I I I came back here on a two year fellowship, and one of those years was at the the Inter University Center. It used to be called the Stanford. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So I was there for a year, and then there was an internship um, for a year. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up not not becoming a doctor, not going to med school, but um, but Japanese language was really yeah. I just one look at that, and and I knew I wanted to study it. So. Okay, but still, how did that get you into law? So when I when <laughs> I, yeah, um, a a friend in college. Um, he heard, he was actually, I think he was, he just graduated from UC Santa Cruz at the time. Um, and he was going for his PhD. He was a, an econ guy. And he, he found out that I was, you know, that I'd started studying Japanese. And he said, Shuneman, you should, you should go to law school with, with the Japanese. Because yeah, Japan was starting to like, make the headlines at the time. The economy was booming, and everybody was talking about Japan. And I, I was, you know, I said, "Hmm, okay, that, okay, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea." Mm -hmm. um, so it was always so. From that that point, it was in the back of my mind. Um, it didn't actually happen until much later, because as I said, I came back here on a fellowship, and, and was that was two years, um, and then I started working. I worked for. A little more than four years after that, mm -hmm. while, while I was here, got married. Um, so I didn't end up going to law school. I didn't start law school until I was 31. Okay. My first job was with uh, a small firm um, that I started working for in law school. Mm -hmm. So my second year of law school, um, I started working for uh, at least a sole practitioner. South of San Jose. Okay. What kind of law? Um, I forgot what kind of law was. Was, uh, was business law, corporate, okay. small okay. business. Right. Okay. So he 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 did uh, business litigation, a lot of uh, transactional Who's work. Who's he? Who? Kevin Courtney is the the lawyer who was kind enough to hire me in my second year of law school. Oh yeah, you and said then, yeah. This is yeah, the problem with, yeah. Oh, with that job. Hi Kevin. Hi Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still here. He's, he no, he's, he's in, he's in California. He's oh, in California. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is so my first, my first. This is my first job, right out of law school. Right, right. But I started working for him um, in my second year of law school, and it was actually the martial arts connection that. Oh, he does martial arts. So too. he was a martial artist. He fought full contact karate. Oh wow! And I had put, I think I had put on my resume that I, you know, I did judo and Brazilian jiu jitsu, and he <laughs> saw that, yeah. and yeah, yeah. You never know. So yeah, you yeah. Never know. So I worked with him for uh, about a year, a little, little longer, um, right out of law school. And then I worked for a, a small firm in Fremont in the East Bay. 
for another two years. Mm -hmm. And then a friend of mine from jujitsu was a patent lawyer for a biotech company. And he said, hey, uh, my company is, it just, we just set up at the Tokyo office and we're looking for a Japanese speaking attorney to work in our Tokyo office. And I, so, so six or seven interviews later, and it was a, took about four months, um, we, you know, we moved, we flew here with pretty much nothing but the clothes on our back, okay. landed, got an apartment, um, kind of scrambled to get some furniture and, and, and stuff together. And then mm -hmm. Kai was born uh, a couple months later. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and then, and then it began. It began. Yeah, we you, were. Have you left since then, or have you been? No, here we've been time? here continuously. So we we. Um, what year was that that you came? That was two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. So the first the I was here in in eighty six eighty seven for that first year on right. the exchange program, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I came back in eighty nine, and was here until ninety five. Then we moved back. To, we moved to back to LA in '95. Why? Um, well, um, I'd been admitted to law school and deferred for a year. I continued to work the job that I'd worked here mm -hmm. from LA in remotely. the evenings remotely. Yeah, I was wow. one of the, the first first, first to rain. like telecommuting. So this yeah. is new for you, Larry. Yeah. So, so right now, um, I'm 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 uh, I work in house mm -hmm. for. Uh, Another company, another large, uh, it's, it's a large U.S. company. Yeah, yeah. What do you do yeah. for them? What kind of well, work do you do? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's corporate law. I mean, I do, okay. um, I, I work on a team. We have four lawyers here in, in Asia Pacific, mm -hmm. and we, we, we cover everything from, mm -hmm. um, you know, labor employment matters mm -hmm. to uh, regulatory review of new, new services, mm -hmm. um, Sales contracts, that's the bulk of it, sales and supply contracts. Okay. Now let's yeah. get into the topic that I really want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to die in Tokyo. What inspired you, what got you to do this novel? I mean, this is just, my, look at this. And look at his, look at his, what, what, what name would I call this? Your Rand Garver. Rand Garver. Why, yeah. why? Why Rand Garver? So this is a pen name. Okay. And, why is it your um, pen name? Well, I, I want, I just, uh, I, I want to, so writing for me is a, a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, uh, I have a day job. I don't intend to quit my day job. So this is just a, a way of, of making it clear that this is, you know, this is a, this is not my main, <laughs> my main line of work. Mm -hmm. Now it's, my, my real name is not a secret. Um, it's in the book, right? But um, you have to buy the book if you want to know my real name. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's, and how uh, long has it been? How long have you had it out? When did you have it? So this is actually it hasn't been released yet. It'll be released April seventh. April seventh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to give a talk here on it? You know, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, I, I'd sure be happy to. I, I love to read. I've always loved to read, mm -hmm. and. I love a good story, mm -hmm. and I've always thought that it'd be great to be able to. You know, there are certain books that I love, and have made me feel a certain way. And I've always thought it would be really cool mm -hmm. to be able to write something and make other people so this feel is a, what I felt. This is a thriller. This is a thriller. A thriller. This is a thriller. So okay. if you, you know, it's, it's genre can you fiction. Can you tell me a little bit about the characters or anything? Sure. So, um, 
the back cover blurb is okay, which yeah, I can't so. see. Can, you can't see it either, but you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is so the, the book is about uh, okay. a, an, an aging MMA fighter okay. who's kind of on the last legs of a, a pretty mediocre career, and he um, he's here in Tokyo with well he's been divorced for two years. He's an American. He's an American. Okay. Um, he, uh, his parents, his mom was Sansei, you know, third generation Japanese American. His dad, um, his dad's father was half Japanese. Um, but he's been divorced for two years, and his wife is, ex-wife, who's Japanese, has taken their kids, and so. He's kind of alone here in Tokyo, and the idea was for him to kind of revive his failing MMA career here in Japan, um, not really being aware of the fact that, you know, the, 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 do you remember the Pride fight promotion? The Pride Glory days ended quite a while ago. Sure so I just leave it at so, that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> That's good. So okay. it keeps on going from there. Okay. Yeah, it goes from bad to worse. That's good. That's, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Well, look. You have any words you'd like to end this podcast with? You have any comments or any things you'd like to say to the audience? No, I just I'd, uh, I'd like to thank you just for all the years of friendship and you know, uh, well, you you're the one who who introduced us to Tack and uh, uh, well, you introduced me to Kai and Aiken, so which <laughs> <laughs> was a pleasure. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah. No, but but thank you for having me. No, yeah. it's been my pleasure. Tom, all the best on your books, on your book tour, and I'm looking forward to having you give a talk here. But thank you so much. Thank you for this. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you get a copy of this book when you get a chance. Make sure you do that as soon as it comes out. Is it going to be out when? It'll be out April 7th. It's, uh, it's available for pre-order on, on Amazon okay. uh, in ebook format. And the ebook and both ebook and paperback will be available on April 7th. Make sure you get yourself a copy. Also, remember, it's all unknown, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Thank you for watching this episode. Be sure to subscribe, and someday, maybe I'll have you on.